today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls That Startup, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a multi-seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven-figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Kia ora, Maya. Kia ora, Sim. How are we? I'm good. How are you? I am great. I'm so excited for this topic. We are talking about how to create a company brand, how to do branding, with no budget and we've had a few people reach out and ask about this and I remember thinking like I don't really know that much about branding but I thought about it and I was like every branding piece that we've ever done I've just kind of done it myself I've done it with zero budget Mm. I don't know I'm not here to say like our branding is great but it's let us make a million dollars so it's not bad Mm. it does the job it's sufficient And that's not me trying to be like, you know, branding is not important because it is. But when you're starting out and you don't have a lot of money, I think like not everyone is naturally a creative person. Mm -hmm. Not everyone naturally like knows how to do things. But if you're someone that's got like a little bit of creativity and you want to try do branding yourself Mm -hmm. and you don't have the means to, I want to share some tips I use when I come up with brands, my exact process with branding I'll be sharing. And I've even got a way that I have used to create amazing brands that I was showing Maya earlier and she was like, you have to send this to me and we're going to be talking about that today as well. Yes, I'm really excited because I feel so like confused (laughs) about branding and getting it to be cohesive and kind of say the right message. Mm -hmm. So just to start at the basics and why is branding important for a business? I think branding is so important because we're just, we judge, you know, we're judgmental people. We all are, Mm -hmm. myself particularly. And we will look at a company and they could have the world's best product. They could change my life. They could be the secret source that I need. But if it's an ugly brand, not getting it, they're not getting it. I'm Mm -hmm. just going to be like, you don't know what you're doing. They could literally be like, you could be the world's best lawyer and you could have. I don't know, saved so much money for your clients or you could have like won cases or whatever it is. But if I jump on your website and it looks super outdated and it looks like you don't care about your website, I'm going to assume that you're not going to care about me Mm. because I really believe how you do one thing is how you do everything. If you've got like a sloppy website or your branding is really unhelpful Why should I put more time and effort to figure out that, no, this is actually a really good company or service when, like, how many times have we bought things and they're not that amazing, but the branding was just on point? Yeah, that is such a good point. There's been so many times where I've, particularly about health things, Mm -hmm. if I see an outdated website that's early 2000s, yeah, I do think less of the business. You do? Yeah. I'm glad. I'll be honest. Frank Green drink bottles. We talked about them a lot on this podcast. That is just a water bottle made out of metal, stainless steel, I assume. Yeah. It's got a stainless steel like straw. Straw. Congratulations. That probably costs like three cents to make. Mm -hmm. And it's just a pastel colored drink bottle. Yeah. But the branding, oh man. Because branding makes you feel things. And I think people don't buy things or services, whether it's a service-based business or a product-based business. I don't think we buy things because we're like, oh, this is like really useful. 
or we don't really buy things because we're like, oh, I need this product and we're not going to compare the best product by like their descriptions. We buy it based on how it makes us feel. Mm -hmm. When we buy things, it's an experience and we're buying the dream or we're buying the aesthetic. When you buy a Frank Green drink bottle, you are buying into, I've got my life together. That's 100% it. Because when I bought that drink bottle, your life was so together. I just was like, if someone, if you walk past me and I am in my Lululemon with my Frank Green drink bottle (laughs) and I'm walking towards my Les Mills gym, you're going to be like, this girl probably seems like she's got a few things going for her. Mm. Like she's probably, and and I don't, absolutely don't, but she looks put together. (laughs) And that's because I bought into the dream. Like when I buy my like leggings that are maybe a little bit more expensive or I go to the gym that like makes me feel like I'm getting a quality service, it's not because I looked at every gym in the neighborhood and was like, well, this one has all the equipment I need. I didn't even know what equipment was meant to be in a gym. I was just like, this will do. Mm. So it's about the way that something makes you feel. Because we want to feel good. Yes. And you want to feel like you're getting a premium experience. You want to feel taken care of. You want to feel special. Mm. And if a brand makes you feel special, you're going to buy into it. Yeah, 100%. And so that's why branding matters. Like You can have the world's best service, but if you don't make people feel amazing or your product does not make people feel great, it's not going to work. And I wanted to give an example. There's a lady that does content And a lot of her content is about the success of her business. Mm -hmm. And it's just like her, like driving around in her G-Wagon or buying food from Erewhon, which is like a fancy. Very expensive. Expensive. Store in LA. Like it's a supermarket chain. Yeah. It's like Trader Joe's, but like fancier. And people are like, why are you always like posting these reels? And she was like, I post this content because my business is about helping other business owners get started. And she was like, if people see my lifestyle, they're going to be like, wow, I want to achieve what she has and therefore I'm going to get coaching from her. Like I want what she has and so I'm interested. Like they're buying into that experience. They're not looking at her coaching 101 website and going exactly what does she teach and is that right for me? It's like I want to be like her, so I'm going to learn from her. Mm, Like seeing, okay, if this is the type of lifestyle that she's living and this is somewhere where I want to be, then I'm going to get coaching from her yeah, because I want what she is showing me. And when Girls That Invest, like when I've done coaching and advisory work, it's because people have been like, oh, like I've seen what you've built. And it's not because they think, well, I don't know, but I I imagine that it's like they've seen what it's done for us Mm -hmm. and therefore what it's done for us has allowed them to go, well, I want that too. And so I think that is why branding is so important. Hmm. And so, Sim, how have you developed GTI's branding? So I want to break down branding step by step. I've got my document in front of me. It says Girls That Invest Branding 2023. Mm -hmm. And I want to share with you exactly how I would do branding for a company. And I'm going to use real life examples because, you know, there's nothing wrong with me sharing this. No one's going to be like, let's just copy this exact same thing. And if you do, let me know. That'd be great. (laughs) So the first thing when it comes to your branding is you want to know what the person's problem is. Okay. That you're going to solve. Okay. So before we're looking at colors, mm-hmm. before we're looking at a logo, we are solving someone's problem. Who is that person? So I've written down, for Girls That Invest, we are talking to a investor in training who has read our book or listened to the podcast. She or he wants to get over analysis paralysis and start investing 
and they just want to know if the investing journey is something that they can do. Okay. So that's who I'm talking to. That's a clear, like clear problems that you've highlighted. Because if I am talking to someone that's in that group, I can start putting down, okay, they're probably in this age bracket. They probably have this level of like these kind of interests. Mm -hmm. And then I can start like reverse engineering going, well, what kind of tone do they want? What kind of colors do they like? What are their interests? Like a lot of companies will go, okay, the person that like goes to our gym it's also probably the person that wears that kind of clothing or buys that kind of stuff or likes that kind of experience. So how can we incorporate that into our own branding? Mm. Like what are their adjacent interests? Right. So creating an environment that is designed for them. Absolutely. In every way. So first we look at your brand purpose and personality. And you want to be able to come up with three words that describe the purpose and personality. And so I wanted to ask people what we were described as. I was like, can you guys tell us what you think? Because Mm -hmm. I wasn't so sure. This is for our rebranding. And people said we were relatable. We were inclusive. We were passionate. Some other words were we were proactive and trustworthy. And so what I wrote down is I wanted to make investing and wealth creation accessible, bold, and sassy. We're embodying our inner wealthy woman. We're unapologetic. We don't mind having tough, uncomfortable conversations. And we definitely don't shy away from our thoughts. Hmm. And so the three words I wanted to use to describe us was empathetic, relatable, and sassy. And in essence, we're like your older sister who's always there to support you, understand what you're going through, and isn't afraid to give you a reality check when you need it. We are about empowering women one investment at a time. Mm, That's really concise. It's concise. Yeah. And so just having an idea of like, what's the personality of the brand? Because you could have a brand that is relaxing and calm Mm -hmm. and homely and Mm -hmm. you feel like your mother's giving you a hug when you see that brand. Mm -hmm. You could have a brand that's like, you know, empowering and sassy and we always kind of fall in that category for any brand I've created. But you can also have a brand that's like, luxurious you can have a brand that's like hey this is the cheaper version we're like a dupe we give you the experience of like quality stuff at like a much cheaper price point Mm -hmm. so monday hair care for example is like a brand that does that really well yeah like here's the here's the luxurious premium experience and you're gonna look like you're spending 80 dollars to get like the bottle that you're buying for your shampoo looks like you're getting it from a salon Mm. and their tagline is like salon quality here for like a fraction of the price or something Mm -hmm. but the bottles are like eight bucks yeah they do look really nice and they look great on the shelf and so that is the first step the next is in sort of and i've kind of touched on this identifying that target audience because if you know who you're talking to that's important but the third thing that i want to talk about is brand position when it comes to your branding There are other people that are in your niche. There are other people in your industry. Mm -hmm. You need to know who they are. You need to Google it. And you need to understand what is it about their branding that they're doing and where do you fit that's different. If you Google brand position graph on Google, you'll see what I mean. But let's say on one end of the scale, you've got like premium service. And on the other end of the scale, you've got cheap service. And Mm -hmm. then if you were comparing like supermarkets, you'd have like Trader Joe's and Air One on like the more premium service like mm-hmm. when people think of that brand for shopping they go there and on the other end you'll have like costco and walmart and like the more cheaper options for mm-hmm. getting groceries mm-hmm. and so as a supermarket chain you almost want to place yourself and go well where do we fit and can we fit ourselves in a way that's different from other people so we're targeting a different audience okay like if there's already the world's most premium 
supermarket chain available, you don't want to have your branding super premium and you don't want to be selling the exact same thing. You're like, oh, where's the problem? People want something in the middle. Right. So finding, what is it, doing a analysis of the market and finding where you want to sit in there. So for us with Girls and Best, like there was no one that was really speaking to our voice. There wasn't like mm. a woman of color or young sort of millennial Gen Z sassy way of talking about money that just like used the things that we loved, like talking about the Kardashians, like talking about Love Island, like talking about things that just related to us, mm-hmm. but also talked about the stock market in the same sentence. And so that was our brand position. And then from that, you can start finding your branding. The next thing you want to do is have your brand visual elements. So I think this is what people mean when they talk about branding. Mm. When you think of branding, you're like, okay, what colors? Yeah. What pictures? Yeah. What logo? What's the aesthetic? I think with aesthetic, I can get quite overwhelmed with the different kinds of options and colors. And I want to encapsulate all of these different things into one thing. Mm Mm-hmm but understand that it's best to maybe bring it down to two or three colors, like speaking of visual, how do you kind of concisely bring your brand together? So I think the first thing is we've decided who our target audience is. Yes. And we've decided the kind of words that describe our company. Mm -hmm. So we're starting to put together a voice of the brand. So we want to talk to, let's say we want to talk to – young women that are interested in wellness for well-being with Maya mm-hmm. and let's say you decide that the voice of your brand and the words described for your brand should be like trustworthy warm relaxing mm-hmm. from that you can go well, what when you think of trustworthy warm relaxing wellness what colors are coming to mind what do you see oh, what's your okay. experience and for me that's like you know forest green mm-hmm. that is pastel blue like baby blue Mm -hmm. and then you can come together and i'd actually disagree with you on how many colors you should have i think you should have five not two or three if you think about the companies that you see they'll often they'll have like one or two colors that are like their main color Mm -hmm. that you look at them and you're like oh that's that company's logo but you need different accents because you you don't want to have everything Mm. forest green on your website like the button is forest green and the background is white and the You know, you want a few colors here Mm. and there, but you want them all to complement each other. So choose two or three that are your main colors. Okay. Like maybe a sort of light gray, a forest green, a baby blue, and then maybe one or two other colors. And you can use tools. And I know we're going to talk about different tools that you can use, but Mm -hmm. you can use tools like Canva to help you with AI to generate extra colors. Mm -hmm. So you can be like, hey, I like these two colors. Can you come up with some complimentary colors for my branding okay they're called accent colors i think so yeah i I could totally be making that up that sounds right that sounds right okay i need also i should probably should have said at the start of this episode i don't have any background experience in branding (laughs) this is not a brand expert in your realm of thought but we're doing it by ourselves this is an episode of diying it yes and i will say sim you have done a really good job of branding your seven-figure business, building a quarter of a million followers on social media. So I think you are doing something right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So when it comes to to branding, like you want to be thinking the colors, you, you're like, what do these colors say? Like if someone sees this, are they thinking excitement? Are they thinking loud? Are they thinking soft? Like what is the feeling that these colors elicit? So that's how you choose your colors. Okay, cool. 
Then we're going to get into logo. These are my do's for logos and these are my don'ts. Okay. A do for a logo, it should be something that is easy to read. It should not have more than two words. If anything, the logo should be just a picture. Okay. If, if you don't want to have a picture, just like the first letter. So like for Girls That Invest, it's just the G. Yeah. Like that's simple. So simple. Like you literally do not need to do anything else. You don't need a comprehensive detailed logo because your logo will grow as more people understand your brand, but you don't want it. The logo is not the place to show your creativity. Okay. That's a really good thing to point out is because I think, oh, logo, this is what everyone's going to see. So I want to be able to encapsulate that feeling and the kind of unique flair that I have in my business so you're saying keep it a little bit more simple with your logo Mm -hmm. don't spend too much time on that no like and you can still show a bit of flair like if you want the logo to be more feminine then you'd use more like you know feminine like typography or if you want it to be bold you have like a more bold font or a bold Mm. text or bold color but you don't have to be like you know I need to find something that's super clever have you ever bought something from a company because their logo was clever nah (laughs) it doesn't matter no okay so less is more with the logo less is more with the logo the logo is the starting point so you don't want people to spend 20 minutes trying to like read the small text of the logo and understand the brand from the logo okay just like if i see a logo and it's just like one letter and it's just the starting of that company's name i'm like this is great Mm. And it, it doesn't deter. It doesn't. My logo for Girls and Vest was made on Canva. I still have that same logo to this day. Blue you could probably Canva. copy it yourself on Canva, like, because the shapes are there, the colors yeah. are there, the fonts are there. There you go, folks. Go ahead. The second thing then is understanding, so you've got your logo. Now you've got your colors. You mm-hmm. want to think about the visuals of the company outside of that. And so that's like your website, your social media. And... I think the best way to do that in 2023, and this is what I've done, I made a table. And on the table, I have the company name, their social media grid. So I've taken like a screenshot of their Instagram account of like six posts by them. Yep. And then I have notes on the third column and I've broken it down into things I like about the branding, the Mm -hmm. visuals and things I don't like. And then I do the same for a company's website. So I find, I found one, two, three, four, five, six companies whose visuals I like. Mm -hmm. And by using their Instagram account, it's almost like a mood board. Yes. And so I'm getting a mood board of like what I like about them. Mm -hmm. And so I've got an example here of a company and I've got things I like about them. So I like their softer colors. I like the focus on is on people and content. The background isn't too harsh. And for another one, I found that I didn't like the green. It's like, I feel like lime green is really in right now. Oh, it's super in the like bright fluorescent poppy colors. Yes. So in bold colors. So Gen Z. And so I was like, I don't like the green. Um, It's, there's no mixture of colors in videos. There's too many different fonts and it feels like it's not cohesive. Mm -hmm. Um, Too many different colors for an example of another business. Um, but I did like that they had really consistent typography. And so you do analysis of other brands to understand what you like and don't like because it is so hard to see a blank white piece of paper and be like, let's create a brand. Literally. But if you see 20 different brands, 
you're not copying them because that is illegal and unfair and unkind, but you're taking a little bit from 20 different brands that you like and the things you don't like about them and you're making your own based off. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple, increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. Hmm. Would you say um, the brands need to be in the same niche? Like, niche that you're in or is it just visually what you think is cool, what you like and um, yeah, doing your research about it? See, this is my controversial opinion. I reckon don't look at brands in your industry. Because you're going to subtly want to copy them. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like if you look at someone and they have branding and you really love it, well, they've already done it and they're in your niche. So that's going to be like a bit annoying because you'll be like, oh, I want to do it like that, but you can't. So there's like a company called The Gist and The Gist, it's like a podcast and a newsletter for women that are interested in news about sports. And so completely different. They're a media company like us. They Mm -hmm. have a newsletter and they have a podcast and Mm -hmm. they have an Instagram, but it's for women interested in sports and like tennis news and stuff. And I really like their branding. What? Why'd you laugh? (laughs) Because you specifically pointed out tennis news. That's a sport. It is a sport. (laughs) Clearly I'm not a big sports gal but I just loved it and and then like if it was something I really enjoyed I was like I like the topography I like the colors yeah I'll quickly show you this is what they look like oh that's so fun yeah it's called the gist g-i-s-t for those that want to jump on instagram and have a look and that's another brand yeah and so that's what I found also I really liked the leap and that was their branding. And it's okay. very Gen Z. Colourful. Colourful. Like fun and quirky. They are. Yeah. And it's quite funny. I like loved them. And then I was scrolling on them and I realized that we had done an interview with them at some point. So I saw a picture of myself on their feed and I was like, oh, that's a bit of a jump scare. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> Unexpected. We're here. But, but yeah, so I find that starting off that way is going to allow you to Work out things that you like and don't like, but mm-hmm. because they're from different niches, you're not at risk of stepping on anyone's toes. Yeah. So mood boarding, big Pinterest mood boards vibe. Absolutely. Okay. So I feel like we're really starting to get into the beginnings, trying to like paint pictures of what we can do with branding, but branding is actually quite a big deal. Mm. And when it comes to branding, I actually think we should 
turn this into a two-part series. Yes, please. Two episodes. This is now part one. Thank you so much for listening. And next week, we're going to dive into a little bit more when it comes to branding. We're going to be talking about tips on brand designs for social media, what free and low-cost tools you can use, some grassroots marketing techniques to like spread brand awareness, and how you can use things like your existing networks, friends and families to help build up your branding. That sounds perfect, Sam. I'll see you next week, Mike. Kakite. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. Alrighty, till next time team, bye.